Next week in the US, one of the biggest days in the presidential primaries calendar, American voters in 16 states will nominate their favoured presidential candidates in what's known as Super Tuesday. And with more than a third of delegates up for election, the results will almost certainly decide the final two contenders for the presidential race. Though that looks like a foregone conclusion. Trump v Biden will go head to head in November again, it seems. Nick Bryant is a former longtime BBC correspondent in Washington and author of When America Stopped Being Great, A History of the Present. He's also our regular commentator here in this presidential election year in the US here on Sunday Extra. Nick, hello again. Hey, Fran, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Nick, Super Tuesday is a key day in the presidential nomination contest, but no super surprise on Super Tuesday this time around. Do you agree? Yeah, and to add another super, it's always been regarded as the Super Bowl of the primary season. We get really excited about it. There's this massive build-up. There's this massive hype. Some of the biggest states take part for the first time. California will be voting. Texas will be voting. They're the most popular states in America. You also get this political spread, liberal states like Massachusetts, deeply conservative states like Alabama. So it's a real nationwide test of the candidates. That's why we get so excited about it. It's also usually suspenseful. Uh, The race isn't usually decided by now. But of course, this year, the race was decided weeks ago, as you say. Uh, Trump on the Republican side, Biden on the Democratic side. It looks like it's going to be a rerun of uh, 2020. And the results from Super Tuesday will underscore that. Yeah, well, both um, Trump and Biden had big big wins in the recent Michigan primary. But Joe Biden got sent a pretty loud message from Democrat supporters in the form of an uncommitted vote. Tell me about the uncommitted vote on the ballot paper. Yeah, he really did. Joe Biden got 81% of the vote in the Democratic primary in Michigan. But there was this 13% of the vote that was uncommitted. In the Michigan primary, you can say, I'm not committed to any candidate. And over the years, that's been used to register a protest vote. And the protest vote, Fran, this year came from Muslim Americans angry of the Biden's administration's support uh, for Israel's response to the attacks of October the 7th, angry that America keeps on vetoing resolutions in the United Nations calling for a humanitarian ceasefire. There's always a, a town, Dearborn, in Michigan. It's always where we go to take the temperature of the Arab American vote, the Muslim American vote. There, uncommitted votes actually defeated Joe Biden 56% to 40%. Now, why is that important? Because Michigan, Fran, is such an important state. It's been Democrat since the early 90s, but in 2016, it was one of those what we called the blue wall states that Donald Trump managed to take. Uh, Hillary Clinton lost it by a really small margin, just over 10,000 votes. So any slight shift in Michigan could really alter the outcome in November And this Arab uh, American vote in protest at Biden is really worrying. So how how focused are the Democrats on this? How many line ball states or Democrat states have these big Arab and Muslim American communities that could shift the dial against Biden? Well, there's quite a few where Biden's margin of victory in 2020 could be overturned if Muslim votes. They're not going to vote for Donald Trump necessarily, of course. Donald Trump actually called for a ban on Muslims entering America. The problem for the Biden campaign is obviously that these people don't vote at all Mm. or they vote for another alternative. That's the big problem. So the Biden administration is really concerned about this. And I think it's significant, Fran, that overnight uh, Joe Biden has announced that he, uh, the Americans will conduct um, 
airdrops, aid airdrops into Gaza. The first time they've done that. Um, clearly, that's a response to the humanitarian catastrophe in Gaza right now. But I think there's a political component to that decision as well. Coming just days after this big, uncommitted vote in Michigan, the Biden administration making it very clear um, that they're prepared to do more to support the Palestinian people in Gaza. Yeah, it's a whole other story, but the fact that the uh, the world has been reduced to air food drops says a whole lot too, doesn't it? It's pretty terrible. Um, yeah, so that um, the turnout the vote thing is a real issue for Biden, as you say, with this Muslim community, also with the youth vote, because, um, I mean, if America reflects the trends here, younger voters are more critical of governments that don't go all out in support of the Palestinians. So that's another key group. How, 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 how visible is their turnout the vote drive in these groups? Yeah, I think the student vote is another real nightmare for the Biden administration. Um, the young vote really helped them a lot in, in 2020. There was a big margin of victory uh, between Biden and Trump in the youth vote, as you would expect. Um, but the polling suggests these days that Biden hardly enjoys any kind of advantage in the youth vote at all at the moment, which is extraordinary. And sure, and exactly, the, the situation in Gaza is definitely uh, playing into that. There's a couple of alternatives for students to vote for. There's this professor called Cornell West, an African-American professor who's trying to sort of set a prairie fire alight on the campuses of America. You've got Robert Kennedy Jr., who may appeal to some of those people as well. Uh, it's a real problem. And for many voters in America right now, Israel's response to the terrible attacks of October the 7th is more important than the attack on the US Capitol on January the 6th. Mm. Trump uh, won in Michigan, but there were some warning signs for him too, weren't they? I mean, Nikki Haley, I think I'm right in saying, picked up 27% of the votes in Michigan, even though she's got no chance of winning the presidential nomination. So all those people voted for, though, even though, voted for her, even though it looks like her bid is a dead, dead rubber. So that's clearly a protest vote too, yeah? Yeah, it's a big landslide for Trump in Michigan, no doubt about it. 68% uh, to 27%. In South Carolina last Saturday, he got 60 to 40. Carolina, South Carolina is Nikki Haley's uh, home state. But this is troubling for the for the Trump White House. We keep on saying, you know, he keeps on winning these thunderous victories. But if you look more closely at the people who are voting against him, um, it's really interesting. Uh, a lot of people who are college-educated Republicans are voting for Nikki Haley. A lot of people who are telling pollsters uh, they're just not prepared to vote for Donald Trump if he is convicted in one of the criminal cases against him, even in South Carolina, which is one of the most conservative states in America. Nearly one-third of Republican primary voters said they would not vote for Trump if he is convicted. So that's the problem um, for Donald Trump. Um, these victories show that he still dominates the American conservative movement. Um, he is still beloved by the MAGA faithful. Uh, but there's a significant constituency in the Republican Party that still has real misgivings about what happened on January the 6th, has real misgivings about his style of leadership and uh, may not vote for him in November. And again, uh, I'm going to be banging on about this all the time. Just a small shift of a few thousand votes in a few states could alter this election. So that's why it's so troubling for the Trump campaign. Yeah, and a few rulings by the Supreme Court might have an effect too. It's in play on a couple of Donald Trump's court cases, uh, likely decide in his favour shortly, I think, against the states who've ruled to keep him off the ballot paper because of January the 6th. But there's another case that's harder to predict, I think. Donald Trump's claim for presidential uh, immunity in terms of uh, criminal charges relating to the riots. Where's the Supreme Court in all this and how much is it likely to come into play in terms of the end result of this presidential election? 
Yeah, Trump's been claiming that uh, as president, he has complete immunity um, from prosecution. And uh, the, the Constitution does not say that. Um, the lower courts, the appeals courts have already said, no, that's not the case. But uh, Trump wants to take this all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said this week it would take up the case and decide it. Now, obviously, there's a very strong conservative majority, six to three in the Supreme Court. Um, it's very much a Trump court in some ways because he managed to appoint three people onto the bench during his first term uh, in the White House. Now, I, I don't think even a, a heavily conservative Supreme Court would actually agree uh, with the Trump campaign on this issue and grant him uh, presidential immunity because we're basically saying he, the president is above the law and the Constitution just does not say that. Um, but the crucial thing for Trump, it's, it's, it's all part of this delaying tactic. Um, the case that uh, about whether he uh, tried to overturn the January uh, the election on January the sixth was supposed to begin on the eve of Super Tuesday. It was supposed to begin uh, on Monday, uh, but that's been delayed, and this will delay it even further. And, and this is all part of Trump's legal strategy. He wants to delay as many of these trials as long as he can, in the hope that very few of them actually take part mm. take place before the election. And that's the, the great legal victory that Trump has managed to get this week, that he's managed to delay this trial even further. And there's a possibility, Fran, that only one of these trials now, the one in New York, uh, might take place before the November election. Okay, so what's the thinking there, though, that it sort of stops people getting alarmed about him and, and so they still might vote for him, but also if it's delayed and the Supreme Court does ultimately rule against him and he's president, he can pardon himself? Is that a, a real scenario? Yeah, a number of things here. I mean, as the poll suggests, if Trump is convicted, it's a real problem for Trump. So if the trials take place, it's helpful. Also, that New York case is probably the weakest one against him. It's the one that involves alleged hush payments to the uh, adult movie star uh, Stormy Daniels. Maybe that one's not the, the big one for voters. They're, they're more worried about the January the 6th uh, cases. Um, but yeah, if Donald Trump can get into the White House before these cases are settled, he can do one of a number of things. I mean, he could first try and pardon himself. And again, the Constitution's a real grey area of, on this. It's, it's shrouded by interpretive fog as so yeah. many constitutional issues are. But there's another thing that he could do. He could just ring up the Justice Department, which presidents aren't supposed to do, of course, but I don't think Trump would be too worried about that, and tell his attorney general to just drop the charges. Uh, these federal cases are being launched by the Justice Department. And if the Justice Department is in the hands of a Donald Trump ally, then they could actually drop the cases. Trickier in Georgia, where the case is being mounted by the state authorities, but that's something he might be able to do at the federal level. So there's all sorts of reasons why Donald Trump wants to delay these legal proceedings as long as he can. And at the moment, Fran, he's succeeding. Nick, great to talk to you. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Nick Bryant, long-time Washington correspondent for the BBC and author of When America Stopped Being Great, A History of the Present and Super Tuesday coming up. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.